Hi, and welcome back to Capital Stories. We talk about the intersections of life and faith to encourage you in your personal journey of faith with Christ. And today we've got a special bonus episode for you, and it is going to be a little different than the other episodes that you're used to. Yeah, many of you know that Capital has a longstanding relationship with partners in Eswatini, Africa. In fact, we've we talked about this on the show before, but today we're going to take you to them, our most recent team who went to Eswatini packed up our equipment and recorded as the folks on the ground. Um, The team talked to William, who oversees the Umdoni Farm, which is a brand new initiative to help the communities in Eswatini become more self-sustaining. What I love about it is that they're not just growing plants. It's not just about farming. This project is really about shifting mindsets and infusing hope into lives. So listen in. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to William, um, 10,000 miles away from home, but in a place that feels very much like home to me. And the Eswatini ministry um, is in such an exciting time uh, of development, in large part because of something called Umdoni, U-M-D-O-N-I. And that is the name of a pretty big farm uh, that was a gift, in fact, by somebody in Salt Lake City who bought this great piece of land that has now become the dirt and the soil of creative, innovative, self-sustaining agriculture, otherwise known as permaculture. And so William is the gentleman that uh, the folks, the big folks in charge call the unicorn. And they call him that because he is a, just a diamond, just a unique combination of um, heart and soul and discipler and knowledge and caring about people and compassionate and so wise and educated on, on not just how to grow food, but how to, how to grow people along with that food. So thank you for joining us today, William. And I'm going to ask you a few questions. Uh, First of all, Umdoni, can you tell us a little bit about maybe what the word permaculture means and kind of what you do here? Thank you. Thank you so much, Tara, for those words. I mean, what more can I say (laughs) after those words, beautiful words that you've just um, shared? I'm so privileged to be part of this uh, uh, conversation. I really am blessed to be sharing to, uh, this this time around. My name is William Tsetfa. Uh, I I used to be a shepherd at a certain point, uh, but the, way, the the Lord has just grown me up to where I am today. Where where I am today, uh, I am actually now kind of a steward of nature, God's nature. And I work very hard to to bring alongside people as we we steward his nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will start with Umdoni. Uh, Umdoni is actually a name of a tree. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a fire resistant tree um, that speaks of the resilient heart that we want to see 
uh, from people the resilient uh, attitude and mindset uh, that we want to see in the people, especially people of Swaziland, uh, especially in the communities that we serve. We are really uh, in a big problem with poverty. Most people see solutions towards that poverty as splashing a lot of money. But we, as Umdoni, uh, see that solutions uh, as something that lies in, in, in the shift, first uh, in the shift of our mindsets. So we, as Umdoni, we are a place that uh, presents an opportunity for, for people to learn how to, to be good stewards of nature. Because out of that, uh, there is that life of sustainability. Because, I mean, God's design is, a, is the best model of us reaching resiliency and sustainability with our lives. Uh, most people think that Pimakasha is just a way of growing food, uh, but it's beyond growing food. I mean, it's just a, a lifestyle. It's some kind of a culture of stewardship. Uh, it, it spans in a lot of other aspects, including the usage of, the usage of energy, uh, the waste management, uh, how you grow and how you prepare your food how you relate to your, to, 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 your, to, to your neighbors, and all of those things. So as Umdoni, we want to create that green, green place of hope. For instance, our, our focus is, is in the youth, and the young people that are leaders of this country uh, tomorrow. And also our focus goes to the children that will be leaders of tomorrow. So. We, we, have, we give all our hearts into uh, seeing our beloved people uh, being good stewards of the nature that we have been blessed with and learning from the nature. Because out of the lesson that we, call, we get from, from learning our, or from nature is when we will live lives uh, that are a, a, a great a fulfillment uh, to, to God himself because that's what he wants from us. Uh, that's the reason why he created these beautiful uh, surroundings and nature. He wanted to use them as a, as a model for us to live fruitful lives. So thank you so much for that question, yeah, Tara. I can hardly think of where to even follow up from that um, because that was just such a beautiful description of not just food and how to grow food well, but how to live a life, a faithful life. We went on a tour this morning of this incredible property and it was striking how much intentionality goes into everything that's grown. What grows next to what, to help it to thrive. How there is such a symbiotic, organic process in which pesticides aren't needed, very strictly not needed at all. Different, different things are grown near each other to protect um, each other and, and, and build kind of upon each other. I wonder if you, 
And there's a lot of innovation, William, that you and your team are experimenting with that you then want to roll out to different homes and, and homesteads for that sustainability and that resiliency that you're talking about. Could you share maybe maybe one or two of the techniques or the innovative discoveries that you're finding in your work? Thank you so much again for that. Um, I just want to to use just simple examples uh, of uh, a typical Swazi home. Uh, what we are currently seeing is that uh, we are raising to have a society that really is blinded or is a, has a cloud in front of them to, to see what resources they have around them. We, we have people who, who, who complain and feel like they do not have enough to start. We, we have a heart that says uh, whatsoever is around you is enough for you to start, at least to start. Um, for instance, we, we as Umdoni, we, 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 we use a principle that says we produce no waste. So whatsoever that we have used, for instance, when we've been preparing our food, uh, it goes somewhere into another system. And uh, we, we just uh, ensure that the energy circulates around our system. If what we've been using uh, as a food scrap, for instance, it goes to the chickens, and out of the, those chickens, we get eggs, and we get meat, and we get menu. So all of those resources, they revolve around, and that, uh, that byproduct of the chickens, for instance, the menus, go, go back to our garden, where we'll have our spinach again, and that spinach will be a food scrap that will go back uh, to the chickens. It's not only the chickens. I mean, we have a lot of systems that complement one another because we just do not want to depend on one system. We want to depend in a lot of systems that will complement one another into supplying us with the resources that we could be otherwise be buying from outside, but instead of buying, we are just harvesting from the energy that is within uh, our boundaries. So for a typical Swazi home, uh, a technique or an innovation like that, uh, it helps fight poverty because that family knows, now uh, doesn't have to depend in a lot of inputs from outside, but he, they have a system that revolves around the most beautiful thing about that is that each and every innovation that we do here at Umdoni, we, we partner with students. We have uh, students that, uh, that we train here. And our, our heart is to say those students, as they are being trained, they will be ambassadors of, uh, of Pima culture into the community to train communities how to live a sustainable life. So it's, it's really beautiful. And I cannot imagine having these lessons be now, uh, now be taught to, to young uh, children at the Cape Point, starting from the Cape Point kids, ah, from the preschool kids. It will be amazing to, to have them starting to learn Pima culture 
as young as they are because they will grow to be the best innovators uh, in the area of permaculture as they grow in their lives. And they will come up with even better ideas that will transform the community mm. and the care point that mm -hmm. uh, is currently making them to grow today. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, 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 it's very much uh, touching uh, and uh, very substantial to, to be part of this journey. Uh, because, I mean, we, as you said, it's it's not just growing plants, but it's growing uh, it's growing attitude in people, it's growing mm -hmm. different mindset in people, mm -hmm. it's growing people themselves. So, mm -hmm. it is such a beautiful journey. You used the word touching, and I'm glad you did because the last 24 hours have been particularly touching. Um, when we realized that, of course, we have been a part of the partnered with the Mkomukati Care Point now for many, many years, and realizing yesterday that one of our, our, our quote-unquote old yeah. CarePoint kids is one of your students, and to recognize him and, and learn that he had applied to your program and now is in your program, and then to have you all out at the Mkombokati CarePoint today and watch not only the planting that happened and the teaching that happened to um, the adults that are there, but the teaching that that they gave to the to the kids, and it was so touching not only to hear um, your team teach the kids that respect for the land, respect for yourself, respect for your elders, and the holistic approach to this mindset shift, and then the most touching part, but to bring up that now grown student who then spoke to the children and said, I finished high school and I joined this, this basically this ministry, right? This is a ministry of growing and explain how much that has changed his life and the hope that that represents was extraordinary. And then to be sitting at this table just moments ago and have him say, I grew up at the care point where the women who cook, the bomage, taught me. And now today I was teaching them. Today I got to teach them about how to have a better life. Not only to the younger generation, but to the older generation too. This has such an impact. Before we get further in Tara and William's interview, we want to take you along with the team on their trip to the farm. So if you're in our place that you can do this, close your eyes through the next segment and picture yourself on the dirt of this land, listening to the people work around you. Do you want to tell me what you're doing today? Yeah, I don't mind telling you what we're doing. So we're actually um, making uh, a demo cutting, kitchen cutting, which everybody I believe I believe must have at his or her homestead. Just a small one that with crops that complements one another, so diversify that it's not going to be easy for parasitic diseases to attack them, and it'll be good enough to support you health-wise because we've got a couple of herbs that have a lot of medicinal qualities for 
for to improve our health and you know, have uh, vegetables uh, to enhance the kids have a balanced diet in our homesteads uh, so having this will make our kids at home to be well nourished and it doesn't take much money on actually you don't need a lot of money uh, to nourish our kids you just need to have this and this you keep watering it using uh, uh, gray water water from your kitchen uh, just waste water you don't necessarily need to use yeah yeah you don't need to tap water or clean water or water that you have to to buy because it's dry now the climate is changing we're having very little rain uh, so it's, we need to use everything we have uh, to reduce waste so you can make you can turn the waste into good use like the gray water you can water our crops and make the most out of it eat the crops water we use to water yeah this is this is very much possible with our homestead you can make it uh cheap to make uh and uh it's surprising that this stays for quite a very long time quite a very long time you just keep on uh matter of maintaining it and it's very cheap to maintain you use locally available material like the compost it's just it's just animal menu and i've recently had that uh for an example paper if you want to process paper and you use uh chemicals and then during the processing it's then it's easily separate when you use uh the chemicals but if you use animal menu it sticks to each other and it becomes very expensive like organic stuff it's very good for processing crops that are, are organically grown so if you have cows goats and chickens you can just collect their waste exactly that means you you're cutting the cross the cost of uh, buying fertilizers and stuff yeah does the soil need anything added to it to make it good or is it good as it is with fertilizer as good it is with fertilizer it's okay because the fertilizer actually it's um the organic matter it actually have its natural way to balance each other yeah so if if you introduce chemicals the chemicals they will destroy the microorganisms which are in the soil so we find that the soil is domain cannot no, can no longer support itself because even the soil is a living thing if you support it it will support you back yeah and then by applying chemicals they're actually killing it yeah so use what's natural to it so that it will support you back by giving you health stuff health food yeah so you're doing this at Nkumukati today are yeah, you planning to teach other care points the same lessons yeah we actually did to a couple of care points we taught them and we did a couple of uh gardens they are even managing them even today we are hearing good news from them that their gardens are doing well so we're actually teaching the communities that they can have this uh our primary money now is to teach this to the community members so that each and every family have its kitchen garden that they can manage uh, and have a sustainable i mean actually have a balanced diet because they may have uh the rice or the porridge and maybe the beans but they need the greens they really need the greens to keep healthy and the herbs and the herbs because 
we, I'm one person who don't like to go to the hospital, and a lot of people, uh, they, they may not have the money to go to the hospital. So I don't think anybody likes to go to the hospital. Yeah, so this, uh, you, you, you'll have your quick remedy to just use uh, and get held soon, get well soon. And it really works, trust me. Yeah. Healthy land, healthy people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Healthy mind, healthy body. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As you, you work on your garden, uh, it has that, um, I'll say, emotional benefit. Like you've accomplished something for a day and uh, yeah. the physical well being. I mean, you're healthy, you're working on your own, and it's amazing. Yeah, other than just sitting and then doing nothing. Yeah. Otherwise, this is what we're doing, and we are hoping one day we'll teach more than the gardens and stuff, probably giving other people, especially the youth, just giving them uh, skills they can use to live, because uh, this country is without jobs. A lot of the most, over 40% of the youth is unemployed, so they're sitting back at home, so uh, I hope one day we're going to teach them some skills they can earn a living without uh, looking for jobs instead. I think there's interest. I mean, when we had a garden here before, oh. the kids at the care point were very interested in yeah. helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning. Yeah, especially the learning part because they will take their knowledge back to their homesteads. Uh, uh -huh. Which, uh, what you did today is very amazing. Uh, calling the community to come here because when the kids learn stuff here, it's going to be easy for them to implement them back home because even the parents, uh, they were somehow engaged the learning processes. Yeah. This is exciting. Very exciting. The team was also able to tour the farm and learn about sustainable farming practices and truly appreciate the gift God has given us in his creation. As we are helping a family to start a garden, we also encourage them to plant trees, fruit trees especially, because fruit trees, they once they take off, they always give you food. Yeah. Uh, and they give you diversity on your plate, uh, yeah. because here in Swaziland, we mostly uh, take a lot of carbohydrates and yeah. uh, small proteins, and that's mm -hmm. all. Uh, there is no vitamins, so we, we, we don't do a lot of uh, because of scarcity, mm -hmm. we don't do a lot of uh, vegetables and fruits. Whereas, uh, when, a, when a family has, for instance, a papaya tree, mm. they can be able to slice a papaya and uh, diversify their plate. Mm -hmm. So it's very good. And the, the trees, uh, the best thing about the trees is that uh, they are, they, once they are, they are at a good level, um, animals are not... Mm a problem mm -hmm. uh, because in the communities we have gods yeah. they always want to cheat their way into the family <laughs> into the family space mm -hmm. so trees are the best uh how long does it take for a tree to produce fruit uh it depends it depends for instance papayas they they grow very fast yeah, once you true. once you protect them for the first year then mm -hmm. the second year they will just go wow and mm -hmm. how much yeah. do they cut like one tree <clears throat> Uh, it depends. Uh, in the nursery, they are more nurseries. They are more expensive. Yeah. But in in people who just do this as a hobby, you find that a uh, papaya tree is at around thirty rands. 
William, this is such a um, visual yeah. example of how you were talking about God the Creator yes. and using what God has created to inspire creativity. Yeah. There's so much creativity in how you use nature and plants yeah. and the farm uh, and the land. Uh, yeah. There's just there's yeah. such a spirit yeah. of creativity. Yeah in the whole yeah. process wow. that wow. comes, yeah. like you were saying, you know, God created all yeah. this. I mean, and God created yeah. oh. all of this. And in the Bible, yeah. how often it speaks of the creative nature of God in how created our bodies yeah. and how yeah. he created yeah. the earth yeah. Yeah. and how yeah. created everything yeah. we see. But our eyes are so trained not to notice. <laughs> because, really? Because of the busyness and the stuff yeah. we're always, yeah. we're yeah. trained yeah. Not to see. Yeah. Let's get back to the interview with Tara and William. Would you share anything a little bit about your personal story? Um, just a little something about William? Uh, I will start with the story. I will, I, I, I will call it a story of the year. Uh, the story of that uh, boy. Uh, he's now an adult, but he used to be a boy. And I'm so glad that you, you are part of seeing that uh, as a team. You've seen that and unfolding before your, your eyes. And you still have memories of that, uh, remembering the young boy uh, as a Capone kid who shares the kid. Uh, but seeing him now an adult and on a journey to, to be a leader right. in, his, in his community. It's just an amazing experience, especially someone that you've been praying for and you've been hoping for the best for. Uh, it is just a, a blessing from the Lord that uh, is really beautiful uh, to watch. I, I, like I said last night when I discovered about this story, I felt like crying because it is such an amazing story. Uh, so... For, for our program, uh, we stand to be that kind of uh, a fountain of life mm -hmm. and a source of hope where people can, can come and find hope, mm -hmm. uh, that hope that they can share mm -hmm. back uh, because we want to create that ripple effect of uh, hope and uh, sharing of a life. Uh, to other people because as he was young before, now he's an adult. We have a, a, another young child back at the Cape Point who is, who is even not easy to identify today, but uh, who is kind of looking up to that, to that Menzi to say, one day I want to also grow up and represent my community and go outside somewhere seek uh, knowledge that I can come back to share here. So that's, that's the chain that we want to create. Uh, so sharing uh, about my story is something that is also touching as well. 
because it's a painful, kind of a painful story that the Lord took me through. I, before I joined the ministry, I went to school to study engineering, mechanical engineering. But when, 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 when I graduated, I couldn't find work and I felt very, very depressed because I started comparing my life with my colleagues and starting, started feeling like I am worthless uh, because I am always falling behind and not knowing that the Lord had a great plan for my life. As I was struggling uh, in that depression, uh, I, I came across this opportunity to join uh, the organization Adventures in Mission. So they kind of opened the curtain of hope in my life. Uh, that's where God started ministering to me, uh, really, who he is in me and who I am in him. Uh, that's where I started to find my identity. And that's where I started to be content. Uh, that's also where I started to, to feel and to know who really I was. Uh, that's where I started to feel the substance that I possess and the potential that I have uh, uh, around uh, innovation and business and thinking things outside the box. So that's basically my story. And uh, I started, I mean, my life started, uh, I would say bees, like honey bees saved my life because <laughs> out of my depression and my failures, 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 uh, the first thing that I started uh, to better my life uh, were, was beekeeping that I learned from textbooks. Uh, textbooks we, I, I taught myself actually. Uh, and then that's what succeeded. Out of all the things that failed, uh, I started a project of beekeeping and it succeeded. In that moment, uh, I also was able to, to join the ministry. Mm. So that's how my journey started. Mm. As a Capone Shepherd, I grew and uh, I cannot really uh, imagine uh, some of my friends and people that I went to school with uh, kind of... Uh, uh, undermining what I was doing because uh, they felt like this is not where you are supposed mm -hmm. to be. Uh, you can't be working with kids. But uh, uh, deep inside me, I felt that this is where the Lord wants me to be. And as, as time continued, I, I cemented, uh, that, that, that feeling cemented in my life to say, this is really where God wants to be, uh, wants me to be, and He's been growing me uh, from day to day mm -hmm. up until where I am today. Uh, I, I I am an ambassador now. Uh, I am a bridge for other people to 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 realize their dream, uh, all for His glory, not for my glory. Someone said to us <clears throat> last night, William, or two nights ago, that how incredible it is when you are working with an individual that has found their passion, that there's competency and there's clarity and there's these, these C's he was talking about. But he said it's really the P, 
it's this when you're looking at a leader and you're looking for certain character and things in a leader, but there's this P and that P is passion. And that is what you found through bees. <laughs> and it's such an encouragement because what you're describing is, is part of the human condition is I went on this path and I did the things and it's not working out the way I thought it was going to. And it's frustrating and it's confusing and it's hard to remember it's okay. God's got it. God's going to work it out. There's, there, there's a plan. Just, just, just hang on. Um, and then when you find that passion, and that passion doesn't become your identity. It doesn't become... I'm a beekeeper. No, no, I know who I am yeah, yeah. in Christ. This is something he's made me really good at. And that's, that's the difference. No matter what the thing is, you know, it doesn't change your identity in Christ. So thank you for sharing that because that's so relatable. No matter what the thing is, whether it's bees or electronics or mechanical engineering or whatever it is. We learned about pig farming today. Pig farming. <laughs> whatever it is, it's, it's um, God has made us passionate for something. So, thank you for sharing that. William, is there anything else that you haven't shared with our community, from your community, that, you, that you'd like to share? Um, yeah. So, I, I, this, is, this is just an encouragement um, to, to everyone uh, listening to this, especially uh, on, the, on the other side of the world. Um, I, I really know we have a lot of people who, who have our hearts, uh, their hearts, um, uh, towards the people of Eswatin. Uh, thank you so much. I want to say thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for your prayers, who, whoever you are around the world. Uh, I want to let you know that you, you are making a difference. Um, a very, very deep difference. Mm -hmm. uh, the story of Menzi, for me, what made me to feel emotional is that mm -hmm. behind all that transformation, there are people who have hearts for that and who sacrifice for that and who pray for that. Uh, it's not only that story. There's just a lot of other transforming things that happens even today. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you might feel discouraged, but uh, please, I want to urge you to say you are really making a difference mm -hmm. and we, we really appreciate you a lot. Uh, words cannot, uh, cannot measure uh, how we feel um, about the love that you share uh, with us and the, the, the support. Uh, especially for that particular child mm. who, who maybe has lost their parent, who have the care point as their only source of hope. Uh, without the care point, really, their lives is just uh, abandoned like that. Mm -hmm. So wherever you are around the world supporting this ministry, uh, I want to say to you, Please be encouraged. You are you are you are doing a great job. Uh, we can feel the substance of your prayers and your heart and your love. 
Please continue, don't stop. Well, with the spirit of the Umdoni tree, I say thank you to you too. Thank you for your story of resilience and your work of resilience and for your time. God bless you. What an incredible journey that we've been on today with our Eswatini team and with William. You know, it can really feel like we are millions of miles away from Eswatini and what they are doing there. But as I was listening, I just wanted to pull out one thing for us to keep in mind. There's so much wisdom shared in this, but William specifically mentioned rest for the soil as nature intended. It's best to get the benefits and the results for the soil through rest and not pushing the soil too hard. As he was sharing that, I just thought, wow, what can we, how can we apply that in our lives? You know, when we push ourselves here, you know, we're, we have this fast paced culture and we're busy and we're getting nine things done, you know, all the time or wanting to, there is such a benefit to taking a minute to breathe and even taking some time to just rest our souls. So I'd like to challenge us with that as we're in our fast paced world, maybe listening to this in the car as we're running errands and picking people up or whatever we're doing, that take a moment today and rest and breathe and remember what God has done for you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time for our next episode. 